let's say you don't have that much time, right? And it's very easy to say, well, I only have 20 minutes. I'll get them tomorrow. That's overcomplicating. A simple thing is, you know what? I have 20 minutes. I'm going to make the best of it and get some sort of movement in, right? And like, just think about times, as you said, where you overcomplicate, where you make it more confusing or harder than it has to be. You have 20 minutes, make the most of it. You're at a certain place and they only have this type of food, make the most of it. Like if you find yourself letting yourself off the hook or trying to find a way to rationalize yourself out, that's a way of overcomplicating things. I think you know this about me. Um, I'm a super, well, I'm going to say coffee snob, but not really like a snob. Like I go out and seek out like the best coffee in the world. I'm pretty snobby though. I like my homemade coffee. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. So I have like that huge seven liter stainless steel mm. French press. I mean, we're talking a pretty complicated process here, right? Like yep. For the right, I, those of you out there who who feel me, you're probably grinding your own beans. You've got like a, a special electric kettle, right? It's a process. It probably takes me, I don't know, 15 minutes to make coffee. That's a lot. Meanwhile, I wanted to share this with you, and please know I love him to death, to death, to death. <laughs> but about once every two weeks, <laughs> my husband comes to me and tells me some little tidbit or fact or newfound piece of information about how to improve the coffee that I love. And this week's fun tidbit was, spritz the coffee grounds with water to remove the static from them before you put them in the coffee pot. <laughs> and I just gave him that look. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. And I said, if you want to do that, you can make the coffee yourself. <laughs> because I am up every morning at 5.15 making the coffee. I am not going to spritz them with water. <laughs> I mean, it's not a cactus. <laughs> I don't know. But it got me thinking. I'm like, why do we do this? Why do we seek to complicate processes? Do you have any ideas? Yeah. I think we seek to complicate processes because when we complicate things, it makes it easier for us to delay action. And taking action, that is the hardest part in all of this, is test driving things, is trying something out. That is hard. That is scary. That is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And the so more we complicate it, the easier it is for us to rationalize saying, well, it's too daunting. How am I going to get started? Oh, I see. So that's why I'm the one making the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're exactly right, actually. And I've been doing some research on this. It is a thing. It's called complexity bias. And guess what? All of us humans have this. We have this thing. And you're exactly right. There is a place we hide in complexity bias, right? If we complicate the hell out of something, well... We're just, it's just never going to take off. We're just never going to do it. Right. And I think we see this a lot, a lot. I often find myself saying to clients like, um, it's really, it's, it's not that complicated. Let's, let's dumb it down a little bit and keep it super simple. And you were just saying, um, it's usually simple, but not easy. Right. Exactly. It's simple, but not easy.
you know, one of the best productivity hacks for when you have a massive project, and we've all heard this likely, is to break it down into bite-sized chunks. A massive project is overwhelming. It is daunting. How do I start? Where do I begin? But if you break it up into chapters and then break up each chapter into little, a few pages, essentially just little micro tasks, it becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot more approachable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that, you know, again, I know I keep going back to this, but like the idea of like just making my French press coffee, like I just need ground coffee, hot water in the press. It's basic. It's simple. And it takes a little time. I think that's the other component of it, right? Like if it's complicated and it takes time, well, that makes sense. But this is simple and it's taking time. It's taking time. The other thing that I read, which I think is really interesting, the more complicated things are, the easier it is to hide flaws, mistakes, vulnerabilities, right? Like think about, <clears throat> I mean, I've definitely worked with clients who have like really complicated daytime routines, right? And it's really hard to pick through that with them and find kind of the crux of the issue, like what's really getting in their way because there's so many moving pieces, right? That if, if, if they manage to keep them moving all at once, it's like playing spotto, like I can't figure it out. Have you had that experience? Yes, and they do it by design because getting to the crux of the issue is, you know, that's obviously uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, it's a good place to hide complexity bias. So the last interesting thing, and I just want to give everybody a bit of relief. So the fact is complexity bias also comes from a desire to establish ourselves as superior, right? The superior being, the superior race, um, perhaps superior within our own career fields, um, things like that, right? The more complex we make things, the more we appear superior. Well, the good news is we all know human beings are the superior being. <laughs> <laughs> so we can just let that go. But I, I wanted to just kind of bring this up today because I want to give everybody permission to keep things simple. Like, keep it simple, stupid. I say it to myself all the time, you know, and it really does make a difference, especially I find where health and fitness are concerned, right? Like you always talk about the foundational pieces. It's where it's at. We don't need to know every macro micro breakdown of every protein we eat of when we're doing it of how we're doing it of the water temperature I, I don't know Adam I mean I'm I'm open if you feel those types of things really matter like in your experience how complicated is health and fitness again it's simple but not easy and what often gets in the way is what's going on between our ears right it's our MPH it's our mindset it's our psychology it's our habits it's our relationship with food you know, my thesis since day one is for the most part, we know what to do. We know what not to do, right? The real question is why can't we do it? And that's where tips and tricks and strategies can absolutely help. And we love sharing that with you guys and with our clients. But it's also helping you get out of your own way, right? And that's where, you know, I obviously am biased, but I, we've seen what it's done for thousands of people is coaching and accountability comes into play, right? It's helping you get out of your own way. You know, I'll never forget a client uh, many years ago when I first started. I mean, this is year 17 for us. Uh, this guy was over 400 pounds. Wound up helping him lose 
got, you know, uh, got, got him to his goal weight, one of my most favorite success stories. But when we first started, you know, we talked about a plan. He was all excited. But then he's like, Adam, I'm really worried. Do I eat organic blueberries or regular blueberries? And at that point for where he was, focusing on organic blueberries versus regular blueberries was making it more complex, right? It was like, hey, Steve, I don't care what kind of blueberries we eat. I don't care what kind of fruit we eat. Let's just make some small changes up front, right? But focusing on the type of blueberries you're eating, if they're organic or not, is an example of making it more complex, right? I always call it like, you know, or, or another analogy I use like is let's say you want to learn how to swim, right? There's the person who just kind of finds a pool and they jump in. And then there's the person who, you know, worries about the bathing suit, worries about the goggles, worries about, you know, the teacher, this, that. At the end of the day, you kind of just have to jump in the pool, right? Obviously, we're going to be there for you and comfort you and be there to hold you, but you got to jump in the pool. And everything else is delaying action. Yeah. All this to say, you know, the question to me is how can you make things as simple as possible? The question I always like to ask myself and others and encourage others is what's the least I can do without doing nothing, right? Just when things get feel complex, right? When it comes to exercise, what's the least I can do without doing nothing? When it comes to food, what's the healthiest choice I can make given my current circumstances? Like those are ways to just make it a little more simple, you know, because it's so easy to overcomplicate things. It's so easy to say, I have too much going on. I have this, I have that deadline. Like, okay, what about your very next choice? Like you could choose, you can make a healthy choice if you want. Great. Well, I also want to say, you know, there is a time and a place for complexity. And I would say if you're at the beginnings of your health and fitness journey, like a beginner, you know, swimmer, we want to jump in. We want to see what it's like to be in the water. You know, let's be in the shallow end. Any old swimsuit will do. Any old pair of goggles will do, right? And as you develop sort of a prowess in the pool, you might increase that complexity. The same goes for this work, right? And we do get a lot of clients who come in and they, they want to macro their way to 10% body fat. Meanwhile, they haven't even started on the basics, right? So I, it is progressive and there is a time and a place to start complicating things, but it is sort of this gradual graduation progress. You know, I like to really think about it like going to university. I'm going to get my undergrad and get the basics in and then I'm going to do my post-grad work and then maybe I do a PhD. I don't know, right? Sometimes that's really appropriate. Sometimes we can just kind of keep the complexity in the middle range, but there is a time and a place for it. But most, mostly health and fitness is a simple thing. It's browns, hot water, and a French press. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it. yeah, hundred percent. And like, I don't know, personally, I resonate people with people who keep things simple, right? I, you know, before I started my body tutor, I was working at Ernst & Young. You know, I had this boss who would use the most, you know, all the SAT words. And it's like, really, do we really need to talk like this? Like we're, we're doing, you know, like it just, and like, I think there's the people who try to overcomplicate everything. They try to sound smarter. Like, it's like, I don't know. I just resonate with people who keep things simple, practical, realistic, approachable. And when people tell me that our advice and philosophy and way of doing things is that, that is the ultimate compliment. I want us to be that. I don't ever want to be the person that says, oh, do this blood type diet, by the way, that's pure BS, or do this, or like, 
Like that's all crap, right? That's all just trying to overcomplicate something and make it seem like they know something that you don't. My thesis from day one is for the most part, you know what to do. It's all about the implementation. It's about the consistent action, the day in and day out. That is the hard part. And that is what we help you do. Um, and not to, for this to become, you know, a, a sales uh, persuasion of why we're so good. But when you find yourself asking, you know, I need to learn more. And of course, learning and skill development is all part of it. Let's also focus though on the, on the implementation, right? I always say like, if you focus on results, you won't change all that much. If you focus on change, you'll get results. And I think seeking out more information is a way of overcomplicating things, right? It's a way of protecting yourself and letting yourself off the hook from taking action, which again, that's the hard part. That's the uncomfortable part. Yes, absolutely. All right, well, let's wrap this up. You guys who are out there listening or watching, as always, we love to get emails from you. If you catch yourself in a moment of complexity bias, send us an email. Let us know what that looks like to you, right? It's unique to each of us. I mean, yes, there are sort of these general archetypes of these humans who want to complicate everything. We all do it, right? But it's really helpful to be aware that this can happen and to call yourself out on it or have somebody else call you out on it and get over it and take some simple action. Adam, anything else? Yeah, you know, just another way of overcomplicating things is, let's say you don't have that much time, right? And it's very easy to say, well, I only have 20 minutes. I'll get them tomorrow. That's overcomplicating. A simple thing is, you know what? I have 20 minutes. I'm going to make the best of it and get some sort of movement in, right? And like, just think about times, as you said, where you overcomplicate, where you make it more confusing or harder than it has to be. You have 20 minutes, make the most of it. You're at a certain place and they only have this type of food, make the most of it. Like if you find yourself letting yourself off the hook or trying to find a way to rationalize yourself out, that's a way of overcomplicating things. Don't let yourself do that. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. <laughs> or smarty pants. <laughs> Depends on how you like to talk to yourself. <laughs> Hopefully in a positive way. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys. Until next time, kiss it up. Right. <laughs> Take care.